Support for this program comes from Tiger Lily Communications, public relations, content creation, publicity, and marketing for creatives. We make you look even better. Find out more at T-I-G-E-R-L-I-L-Y communications.com. Welcome to Speak On It, the podcast where the creatives tell their stories about what they do and why they do it. I'm Felicia Hodges, and today I'm chatting with entrepreneur Tyrone Griffin, Managing Director of Evil Bunny Consulting, LLC, an individual and corporate job transition consulting firm. Having delivered keynote speeches on motivation, faith, and dealing with career changes, he hosted Bunny Slippers Are Evil, a podcast for folks who are in job transition. We originally sat down with Tyrone via telephone a while back. Notice the buzzes, pops, and whirs throughout, but we're bringing it back to you because now, as industries shift and more and more people are changing careers as a result of the global pandemic, the information is as timely as ever. Take a listen to how his podcast, which began as an internet radio call-in show, actually got started. Well, the podcast literally started when I was in transition myself. Um, about five back in 2010, I ended up uh, being laid off. And uh, it, if you've ever never been in that situation, it, it messes with you mentally, spiritually, emotionally, financially, every every kind of way. And one thing I realized was that, you know, people were worried about getting a job, and everybody, all the people that were helping uh, job seekers were focused on helping them get jobs. But nobody was really talking to them about the things that were going on in their head. And I mean, I, I know people who would come to the job networking meetings and be smiling and have the suit on and, you know, look great and would go home and cry. Or, you know, if you just had a conversation, a side conversation with somebody and you ask a simple question about how's it going. And, you know, if you asked it in, su- in such a way that they could see that you were looking at them when they asked it. I mean, I've seen people break down. And I, so I realized that nobody's talking about what's really going on in people's head. Yeah, you have to find a job, but you're dealing with life and you're dealing with all kinds of things that, you know, you feel useless, you feel invaluable, you feel like you're worthless. You know, maybe you have family and friends who are reinforcing that. And that's the kind of thing that people were dealing with that, again, nobody was talking about. Everybody, it was, you, you could see it. Once you noticed it, you could see it in the room, mm. but nobody was talking about it. So you get a room of, you know, I've been in a room with two or 300 people. And if somebody came from the outside, you would see, oh, everybody's happy and having a good time. But then you start looking at people's eyes and you could see fear and, and, and just, you know, all kinds of, uh, you know, emotions. I, I say, the way I look at it is God said, look, you talk about, you go help somebody, I'll help you. So I uh, started a podcast. It was funny. I got interviewed for somebody else's podcast, and, and it, I said, you know, this isn't not too hard. So um, I started a podcast and just talking about, you know, we, you know, I talk about resumes and things like that and different job search tactics, but I also do try to do some things on motivation, um, you know, just dealing with transition. It's a great idea. How long has your podcast been going on? Been going on now. Uh, about five years, which which still amazes me. 
that, you know, I can find something to talk about every week for five years. <laughs> you know? But, you know, sometimes I have guests on there. I've, I've interviewed career coaches. I've interviewed uh, uh, actresses. I've interviewed um, authors. Uh, inter interviewed job seekers. Mm -hmm. You know, I've interviewed a lot of people um, who I think can help the community, that, that you know, my audience. And I, I don't want to come across to people that, uh, it, see, here's the thing. There are, in one of the shows I did, a couple of shows I've done probably, I talk about how there are a lot of experts in uh, transition. You know, everybody can tell you what to do. There are a lot of uh, career coaches, life coaches that can give you advice. None of their advice, sometimes it, it doesn't match. You know, you'll get, go to five career coaches, you'll get five different recommendations. Um, well, it, let me back up. When I was uh, laid off, I was fortunate, very fortunate to have a, uh, the outplacement was part of my, uh, you know, my benefit. And I got to speak with some really good uh, career coaches. One of the problems I felt I had, though, was some of these people had not, they, they knew the, the textbook issues, but they didn't know how, they hadn't been out of the field, in, in, in the field enough. You know, it's like if you ask a war consultant, what, what's it like to go to war? And they've read a book versus if you ask a soldier what it's like to go to war. I feel like I'm a soldier at this point. I've been out there fighting in the trenches. So it's easier for a soldier to talk to another soldier about what it's like to be in warfare than it is for somebody with a Ph.D. to talk about it. And that can help. That can cause you to think of yourself again. You don't think of your own value. And you tend, it, it's easy to, to think of, I'm just here begging for a job. And in many cases, you know, you, you really might need that job to pay the bills. Um, so you, it's easy to have that, you know, I'll do whatever you want mentality. And yeah, I mean, I was, I, I was out of work, you know, for over a year. Um, you know, a lot of that I realized because I just didn't know how to look for a job. But um, like I said on the show today, a con you know, uh, an employment, when you get a job, it's a contract between you and that company. And there are certain things, you know, and I, that's why I use the example of professional athletes, because I will give them credit for one thing. They don't go into it from a point of weakness. You know, when an athlete, it's time to renegotiate his contract. He's coming to them saying, you know what, I, I'm, I want the best price for my services, period. If you don't pay it, if you won't pay what I want, I will find somebody else who will. But you rarely get an athlete who has this mentality of, you know, I got to have this job. Or at least if they have that feeling, they don't publicly show it. You know, and that's the thing about job seekers. You, you know, want to have that same. Um, you don't want to be arrogant like that. Don't get me wrong. But mm -hmm. you want to understand that you are interviewing them as well. And if you, you know, the worst thing in the world is you interview and you want a job so bad you Ignore the fact that you don't like any of the people that you're going to be working with. Again, I don't want people to, to think that you go in there with, with arrogance, but you go in there with, you know, you have to be confident in what you bring to the table. And yeah, you may have to accept less money than you would want to because of the way the market is. But you have to make sure at a minimum that, again, you get along with the people that you're interviewing. But usually you'll interview with people that you'll be working with. If you don't feel comfortable with those people and you just take that job just because it's a check and you don't feel comfortable working with those people, it's going to come out. You know, and you may you may be able to, to put the facade on, to put the mask on for a month or two, 
But at some point, the real you is going to come out. And yeah, okay, you would maybe have paid your bills for two months, and then you tell them, you tell people what you really think of them, you know, and then all of a sudden you're back out there again. <laughs> and yeah, and it happens. Indeed, it does. And we'll be back right after this. Stay with us. The Groove Pavement Podcast, talk show, and movie review where we break down the black exploitation era, the cinematic genre, the exploitation of the black culture, and experience through film and media. We'll also dive into the cast, the subgenres, the TV shows, and the music. Outside of the films, we'll view some critical signs of the time and what these stories meant then and now, from entertainment to society to economics. The Groove Pavement. Catch a new episode each week at thegroovedpavement.com. And we're back with more from job-seeking consultant and entrepreneur Tyrone Griffin on why looking for a job in a shaky economy is a lot like looking for love. What happens usually after a recession, here's how the cycle works. Uh, during a recession, everybody kind of hunkers down and keeps their jobs. You know, the people who are working. You ever see those studies and they show, you know, 60 or 70 percent of people are unhappy with their jobs, mm -hmm. but they're not leaving their jobs. They're staying there because it's a job. And as soon as the economy gets better, everybody starts jumping ship, jumping to new companies. And, and that's when companies realize that, oh, these people never liked us. You know, they were just waiting for the economy to get better. You got to be confident in your skills. Again, not arrogant, but you have to be confident and understand that you're trying, at least theoretically, you're trying to make a, a relationship that's supposed to last forever. You know, I always... I always say on my show that job search is like dating because you're really just trying to find that one job or that one person. But you have to, uh, I mean, you, in relationships, how many times do you see people will accept something less because they fear being alone? True. You know, because they feel they can't get anybody else, so they just accept the first person that comes along. The same things that work for me may not work for you. There, have been, there are stories of people who painted their resume on the side of a wall next to the building that they wanted to be hired at. Uh, there's the story of the guy who went to the Starbucks where everybody who worked at the company he was trying to get where they, where they went to Starbucks all the time. And he bought a bunch of cups and had his resume printed on the cups and donated to, to the Starbucks. There's all kinds of stories like that that people did that happened to work for a variety of reasons. But the things and do's and don'ts, I think the, the definite thing to do is you gotta get out there. All the job networking sites like CareerBuilder and Monster and Indeed and, and Simply Hired and all those, you got to use them. Put your resume out there. Make sure it's, it's, it's updated. Make sure your resume, you're happy with it. Make sure it's got no typos. You know, make sure that somebody can look at your resume in two or three seconds or five seconds and get an idea of what you do and what you're looking for and what, you, what skills you have. Don't make them go searching through your resume to find out what you, what, you, know, what you can do. Be positive, have a positive attitude, and I always tell people this, help somebody else. And people, you know, that doesn't seem like the first thing that will come to mind. Why should I help somebody else in their job search? I'm trying to find a job myself. And the simple answer is this. If I help five or six people, you know, it, with one aspect, maybe their elevator speech or just, you know, do a mock interview with them or something, and I get five or six people now who are working for me. One of the jobs I landed once was because somebody I had helped saw a position at their company and they said, hey, Tyrone, uh, I saw this and I thought of you. How about if I walk your resume down to the hiring manager? 
And from that, I ended up with a job. You know, get over the, you know, seven, seven stages of guilt and anguish or whatever. Get over that. Because, you know, you got, you got to get out there and you got to do something. Uh, you're trying to be found. That's the, that's the real secret. You know, you can, uh, you know, back in the old days, and I'm in the old days of 15, 20 years ago, people would go to an office park with a stack of their resumes. I mean, you remember the days when your resume, you had to match your resume paper with your envelope yes. paper, with your business cards. <laughs> you know, you had to match. You spent, we spent a lot of time trying to make sure all the paper matched. Uh, nowadays, it doesn't matter. Honestly, your resume will be printed on the paper that's in the in the copier at the company you're interviewing with. Because you're emailing your resume most likely, but make sure that everything in your job search is consistent. That your if you have business cards, the things that it points out on your uh, as your core competencies are the same things that your resume points out. So, in addition to tightening their resume. What other things can people change to help with their job search? To me, attitude and networking. Attitude is, is very important, but networking is, to me, is most, your most important tool. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting out there, getting to, to, you know, going to job networking events if you have them in your area. Um, but trying to be found. You're, you're trying, you know, get on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a powerful tool. Um, get on LinkedIn. Get on Monster, Career Builder, Indeed, Simply Hired, all these job networking sites. You know, you may not get anything from them, but you never know. I personally have found some serious success with Monster, which shocked me. You know, you just put it out there just to put it, and then all of a sudden somebody calls you and you ask, where did you get my resume? And they say, well, I got it off Monster. And you're like, really? Oh, okay. You can't sit and wait for the, um, the job to, to, to come to you. You got to make sure that you, again, if it's like dating. If you want, you go to a party and you're trying to find somebody at that party, you got to do the rounds. You got to walk around the room. You got to be seen. You got to talk to people. You know, you stand in the corner against the wall and nobody sees you. And then you wonder why you're not dancing with anybody. And in case you were wondering where the name of the show, Bunny Slippers Are Evil, actually came from. The full, the full tagline is, um, bunny slippers are evil because if it's 3 p.m. you have on your bunny slippers, you are not looking for a job. And there are a lot of people who will sit in the house all day in their bunny slippers. And, you know, they're relaxed. They're not getting out and about. They're not going to see anybody. They're not doing anything. And they're trying to do their whole job search from behind a computer. Or, and this sounds crazy, there are still people that check the classifieds, which I didn't really know they were classified still. <laughs> I thought Craigslist took care of all of that. The point is you got to get out and get and, 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 you know, market yourself. You know, again, if you go to a party and you're trying to um, find somebody, you can't sit in the back against the wall and expect to get um, attention. So you have to get out. What I did when I was in transition uh, first time, I went to Panera Bread every day. Every day my job was to find a job. So every day I would get up and go out to Panera Bread and I call that my office. And I would do all my job search from Panera Bread. I had my laptop and they had free Wi-Fi and um, that awesome sweet tea. <laughs> and I would do all my job search right in Panera Bread. You know, I would I had to talk to people, whatever I had to do, I would do it in Panera from Panera Bread. But it, it kept me on point. And what I mean is I got up every day and got dressed and went to work. I got, you know, I had to get dressed. I, I had to be professional. So even if I didn't get a chance to talk to anybody that day, I was out around people. That alone 
kept me uh, professional. For folks looking for job hunting tips, even if they haven't left it but are thinking about it or maybe a layoff is imminent, what can they find on the website bunnieslippersareevil.com that could help them? Well, since I started the podcast, all the episodes are there. Wow. So go back and put, yeah, you go to the podcast page and there are five years worth of episodes. You know, you can listen to them. They're all free. You can click on them and listen to them. Um, I got a couple of pages. I got a page of resources, uh, you know, different documents I found here and there on the web, uh, on different websites where, you know, 10 interview questions you need to answer and things like that. Um, I also do now uh, one minute bunny tips. Because I recognize that some people don't, you know, for whatever reason, they're not going to go and, and give a half hour of their time to something that's unknown. So uh, I do one minute bunny tips. I take one idea, one aspect of job search or motivation or something and talk about it for one minute. And it's and, exactly uh, a minute, too, which is kind of neat. Exactly, the, the yeah, I got, I got a countdown clock, <laughs> yeah, that countdown clock and everything. <laughs> and let me tell you something. It is harder to do that than to do, to do the show sometimes. But those are just the quick tips if you need, you know, even, you know, there was, I think I did one on, you know, trust God, you know, but if you need something quick, you know, you don't have time to sit and you just want to, you want to get a quick motivator. You want to get a quick reminder of something, mm-hmm. you know, how to dress or, you know, something, you know, real high level. One of the things I like to do on my show, and I felt that here is that I like to make it conversational. I don't like to have it where I feel like I'm interrogating them. Uh, I talk about going into rat holes sometimes on my show or just rambling because sometimes you're in a good conversation with somebody and they'll say something, it'll trigger something and you'll run off in a different direction. I try to do that. I try to be as natural as possible. I'll usually get a few feeder questions for people, but for the most part, I always try to just have a conversation with somebody. And one thing I liked, I've liked about being on the other side of the table this time was that this was very uh, conversational and I, and I appreciate that. The pleasure was totally mine, no problem at all. But you know, and I do too from doing a podcast, that when you talk to people about the things that are going on in their lives, it's not all fun and games. It's not all smiles. What happens when that happens? I mean, I I, I can tell you sad stories. I, I mean, I've had people tell me that their parents have said to them, when are you, you know, when are you going to get a job? I mean, think about that, you know, your parent, your loved ones, your your spouse, you're out looking for a job, and then you come home, and they're like, uh, when are you going to get a job? What's the problem? Why can't you get a job? The kid down the street got a job. Why don't you have a job? And I've done a few shows on messages to family and friends just for that reason, because people don't realize how hard that makes job search. And we all know how important it is to have family and friend support when you're going through a very difficult time. The Bunny Slippers or Evo podcast has shifted frequency a bit, but as Tyrone mentioned, all episodes are archived at bunnieslippersorevil.com for your listening pleasure. You can also find information on workshops, boot camps, and resource links for job seekers at the site as well. Find past video episodes on YouTube by searching Bunny Slippers or Evil. That's our episode. Don't forget to follow Speak On It on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Vimeo. Feel free to email us at tigerlilycommunications at mail, justmail.com to let us know what you think. The music you hear is called Please Irene by Lynn Riley and The World Mix. Like many creatives, they're just beginning to perform again live, but you can go to lynnreilly.com, click on the calendar, and find out where they'll be performing next in the metro Philadelphia area. Hope to catch you again soon. Stay safe out there. Thank you.